Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 2 of Kenya's Market Map. This is a weekly podcast that marks maps out business activities that happened in Kenya across all sectors and provides an in-depth analysis. First of all, we want to say thank you so much for the comments that came from our first episode and um continuing continue being part of this awesome journey. I'm your co-host Kigen Kiplimo and with me is I'm your co-host Easter Fanning. And uh, just before you introduce yourself, um today we have a third co-host, um Dan Kalia, aka Prince of Finance, aka <laughs> the Kenyan Vusi Tembekwayo. How are you Dan? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Uh that's a big intro, but yeah, <laughs> well deserved one. Oh, it's great to have you man. Um So a lot has happened this week. Um very interesting stuff, new yep. stuff that perhaps we've never seen before. And um so just to 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 start us off, um we've seen other banks who've released results this week as well. Mm-hmm. Um we saw other banks released um rip their half year results the other week and we covered most of them in our episode 1. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go and check that out. Um So it's 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 actually really really good we've seen Standard Chartered Bank release their results we've seen Absa Bank we've seen Family Bank we've seen um DTB that's Diamond Trust Bank we've also seen uh KCB you know confirming their acquisition of um the bank in Rwanda so you know just to kick us off uh we are looking at Standard we're looking at Absa we're looking at Family Bank and For me let me just start from here you know about Standard Chartered Bank uh-huh. it's actually it's actually very interesting because i've realized something that while i was just going through the figures um the customer deposit are up um by 8.5% this is of course the half year results 2021 that's yeah. um starting january up to june um we also saw their lo- now this is the interesting bit <laughs> their loan book went down by 3% and still you find that their profit after tax went up by 51% to 4.8 billion now what does this tell you it tells you that standard chartered bank is a niche bank their loan book went down but their profit still grew you know it's not like what we've seen with the other guys where their you know their loan book went up and also you know their profits went up so for me i think that standard chartered bank is a niche bank and it's not it's it's normally not a, a bank for practicing kenyans like me you know as as jim mcfee <laughs> yes you know jim <laughs> mcfee says that professor jim mcfee says that practicing kenyans are you know people who are always a little bit tight with money yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, i don't know what you guys make of this but i think it's a reflection of of their niche i think it targets um corporates and high net worth individuals uh okay well i'd agree with you that um stanchart is a niche bank it's not it's not a bank whose target or audience or not, not audience um when i'm in a podcast to um I'm, I'm to <laughs> okay. pod- audiences um the target customer for for standbeck is not the common person like you've said it's a niche yeah. it's it's the corporates it's the big guys yeah yeah but um I would, I would disagree with your with your analysis mm-hmm. because um it doesn't mean that because the profit what it means being that the loan book has gone down but the yeah. profits have gone up maybe you should look into the into the percentages now into the figures now yeah maybe it's just what happened is that the the decline in the in the loan book 
yeah. loans issued. Yeah. Um it was just it just happened to be lower than the increase in the the decrease in the loans provisions, loans for bad 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 debts. You understand? Yeah, actually so the loan loans provisions the pro- yeah. are down by 60%. Yeah, you see that. So then that will make the profit to shoot up yeah. regardless of the loan book going down. You understand? Yeah. Then also you have to look at the component of the incomes of the income structure. You have to look at what percentage of the income yeah. comes from um interest income and what percentage is non-interest income. Yeah. I think once we have those figures now, we can um we can now stay say with authority what what might have transpired. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm also looking at the numbers and the non-interest income actually grew by um, 13.5% uh-huh. as for Stanchart uh-huh. and also their operating expense went down by yeah. 15.8%. Yeah. So this is really good. And um, Dan, what, what do you weigh um, on this? Uh, and, and just before you come in, um, just also looking at ABSA, Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's an incredible move. We saw um a profit jump that is We have to talk about that. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. But then y- your views on Stanchard before we go to your <coughs> Yes. Please. Um yeah, Stanchard I think as you've said it's taken I think it's a reputation thing. They take themselves to be the they have their own market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just recently opened a Stanchat account so I don't know what that says about me. individuals. But but I think w- even not looking at their their finances uh, or their numbers as such yeah. i think what they've done is on their digital front is like very impressive yeah, yeah. i think in terms of digital uh, digitization yeah. right now you don't need to walk to a to a bank Absolutely. to open a, to open an account to apply for loans to yeah. do anything yeah. everything is literally um, zero so you find that the they are saving a lot in terms of the number of branches also that they have or yeah. they need to have operation or operational yeah. so there are a number of branches that they are closing down or consolidating so you find uh, in some areas like gigiri two rivers those sides of areas they close uh, some of them then they all focus on like mm-hmm. one particular branch that will be serving their customers so in terms of digitization and having a lean operational team i think mm-hmm. that is uh, something big and then of course i think with most banks because of covid in 2020 they yeah. were very aggressive mm-hmm. in provisional provisioning for for bad loans especially yeah. so now <coughs> they 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 are bound like f- this year their profits to go up mm. even without significant changes in in uh your loan book or whatever because already you had already provisioned a lot mm. and remember also there are a lot of loans that were restructured last year yeah. so they lost out on quite a bit of interest income yeah. uh, in 2020 yeah. so once that normalizes then of course it boosts uh, the profits because 2020 they suppressed it uh-huh. so it cuts across most banks uh, but for Sunchat I especially love how digital uh, they are let me can yeah. I can I yeah, sure. in? um about stanchet there's a time I was I think I was trying to look at what they offer what the offering is in terms of um the accounts they offer and whether it could work yeah. for me yeah and the what stood out for me why this is the reason I don't have a stanchet account <laughs> is that man I could not afford the the, the fees there that uh, is okay. how much is it was it 10 dollars per month for the account I was looking at that definitely was not targeted at me but yeah um, and then another thing we have to talk about is this digital thing d- d- digitization thing yeah yeah <laughs> um, digital in the banking sector it's becoming a norm sort of yeah because you see the corporate industry in Kenya the corporate sector in Kenya is so small that when one person one player does something yeah. it's easily 
it's like a domino effect mm-hmm. so when stanchet comes ahead or goes ahead of the curve with with digitization and coming up with very um robust digital products um the other banks follow you see what happen what's happening with apps we talk about apps later yeah. um i mean how do you have literally a whatsapp assistant how convenient yeah, it's it? called abi by apps <laughs> i would not i would not mind paying um what other people would consider much money for such convenience you yeah. understand and then also another thing it narrows down it it really brings down their cost of service because again there's no not much rental expense because they don't have physical outlets sure. there's no much insurance because when you have a, an outlet a, a brick and mortar outlet you have to insu- you have to insure like you have to take covers for like for things like um deposit the the money that is there you yeah. understand it's it's a lot so digitization uh, saves a lot i think easter you you've, you've mentioned about digitization and for me i think it's inevitable i mean you you can't be a bank and you're not digital i mean i think you, you won't go anywhere at this moment um last week we we saw that equity bank and kcb that yeah. you know their 95 over 95% yeah. of their transactions are actually online and not dealing directly having to go to a branch yeah. um you've mentioned about uh the cost of service bank accounts yeah. in in yeah. stand yeah. and i remember um. in january last year 2020 uh-huh. just before covid hit um business daily actually reported that the most expensive bank account to maintain is actually the all in one standard chartered bank mm-hmm. account that mm. uh costs 17750 Annual. Annual. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think okay. that's the bank account that Dan got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shall not respond to speculations. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you you've mentioned about Absa and yeah. for some of our view of some of our listeners who may not know that uh Absa Abi by Absa is a um, platform where you engage on WhatsApp with uh Absa, yeah. amalgamated yeah. banks of South Africa. That's what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absa in full. Um where you can check your bank account, you can send money to your mobile um, money platform yeah. like Mpesa and the likes. Yeah. yeah, you can actually do a lot about that. Quite convenient, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm actually now let's talk about Habsa. The mm-hmm. profit after mm-hmm. tax, man. 846% increase. Yeah. They're now at 5.57 billion. Crazy. That's really good. I mean, yeah. uh, customer deposits also they're up by 6.1%. Mm-hmm. Um their loan book, they increased their loan book um by 8.4%. Mm. But uh you know, this 846 at first I I saw it then I was like, "Oh, 800 what must have happened?" Then I remembered, you know, they they spent last year they spent 1.7 billion, you know, in transition and rebranding um from mm. Barclays Bank to to Absa now. Yeah. Um what do you guys make about this? Um first of all this is crazy. 846% increase in profits. That's that's a lot. Huh? And um well, what would I attribute this to? It's just the same figures. This not not figures, sorry, figures are very different, but the same dynamics that's yeah. happening in the banking sector mm-hmm. where you're having an inc- because the economy is 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 regaining or is rebounding yeah. back to where it was pre-covid. Yeah. Um you're getting um loans are, are starting to perform. Yeah. And so the provisions are coming down which again by the I don't feel I don't think that 2020 2021 period is a good um period to to assess the performance of a bank because of covid. Yeah, it is skewed. But, covid skews the, the whole performance. But it also shows you know resilience and flexibility to adapt into mm. whatever mm. comes yeah. your way. That is very true. That's very true. 
but now we come to absa they they cut they increased the the income increased yeah. because now when loans start performing your your net interest oh sorry your net interest actually mm-hmm. increases because yeah. your your interest income increases and your non interest income also increases and then also when you come again and reduce your operational costs they i think they laid out a few some stuff yeah many banks actually yeah. did yeah. that because yeah. it reduced yeah. significantly yeah. the operation cost uh-huh. <laughs> so when you when you when you have those two um those two things happening at the same time yeah the profit is bound to hit such high um levels from 588.9 million in 2020 similar period half year 2020 yeah and now we're talking about 5.5 billion uh-huh. that's crazy man and <laughs> that we've seen that you know most of the tier one banks like equity bank you know kcb these guys are expanding you know in the in the region as i just said that kcb has just acquired a bank in rwanda um and do you think absa should because that's your one bank also do should they follow suit uh you should realize absa already did that by buying into into backlinks <laughs> yes, uh, so that I'm was the, the east africa <laughs> yeah probably into the east africa platform yeah. or the region but i'm guessing since it's a new uh venture into kenya and you've just rebranded i yeah. guess it's first r- uh, learning the operations and getting familiar with the market mm. and then seeing how to move forward uh, from there so probably because it looks like all the big banks uh, seem to be competing especially the kenyan banks yeah. um so i don't know in terms of strategy how it works from a group level when you look at uh, the holding company in south africa whether that's also the strategy that they're looking to to go into um, I have a question for that mm. to that um when you see that they would have to land the market I, I don't understand it because it's the, the workforce is the same the human resource is the same Jeremy Atolia Awori Awori Atol my goodness <laughs> <laughs> um is the same person the same person who knows the the Kenyan market yeah mm-hmm. and East Africa it's an environment yeah mm-hmm. the same and then also um maybe you'd answer that first um yeah the in as much as the workforce is the same yeah. remember the reporting um authority is different yeah so in this case when Barclays was under Barclays in the UK yeah, the then their strategy well. was different compared yeah. to what um Absa uh, might have so at the, at this point it's a matter of aligning between um the parent and the subsidiary yeah the parent and the subsidiary and yeah. you can imagine from Awori's perspective uh-huh. for him he wants to gain the confidence of of the of, of the South African parents so yeah. that before he brings up I, I assume in any corporate um environment before you bring up any new ideas first make sure that your new bosses uh trust you fully uh, to yes. go forward yeah. yeah yeah and you know i, I mean in in a, in a corporate governance structure i mean the ceo yes has a big role but he's just the head of the secretariat i mean the, the board usually have um, a lot of final decisions and strategies into into looking at that um we saw family bank also the loan book went up by 15% you know customer deposits increased by 40 15% and uh, their profit after tax uh, went up by 84%. They actually hit 1.2 billion. And uh, for me um, I'm I'm really happy about this and yeah. I think I I just want to get you, your your thoughts on this. Um we saw that in June 2021 they raised 4.42 billion in corporate bond yeah. and it was actually oversubscribed you know it was 147%. Well, Do you yeah. think this is going to have an impact in Q3 and Q4? um i it should because essentially it's supposed to 
they, they were saying they need the funds to be able to expand their loan book and yeah. give more funds to um, SMEs and all that. So the question is whether they are going to be true to the to their word um, because they raised it at 12%. 12%. Yeah, I think yeah, it was 12.5. 12, yeah, 12.5. I was shocked. That's so high. Yeah, it's a high. That's that's the other thing that we were discussing for a bank. Why do they have to go and get such expensive uh, cost? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, an expensive source of capital. Uh, what's there were questions on what could be the problem? Uh, yeah, could there be any underlying issues there? Um, but now they definitely have to deploy this capital <laughs> in an area that is going to generate more interest. Yeah. Um, so I think already it kind of puts them off from putting it in government bonds because they won't get that 12.5 <laughs> sure. from government. So, yeah, so they have to... So yeah, I think it's to be seen in Q3, Q4, probably even better uh, the next financial year. Now, do you think they're going to, to lend more to... To the to you know the private sector because they to expand their loan book. Yes, they'll expand That's their loan book, yeah. but will they expand their loan book for the private sector? You know them. You know they lend to both banks, lend to both governments and and the private sector. You know, Wanainchi and others. Yeah. Do you think that now because they got the credit at twelve percent at twelve percent, you know, they can't lend to government now? So will they look into private sector because we've seen. A lot of banks um, actually lending to <laughs> to to the government. Um, there was a, a credit survey by CBK in June 2021, and 43% of the commercial banks intend mm. to lend to to the government. Yeah. You know, and we have 22%. Uh, 20, sorry, 28% intending to lend to private sector, and 19% intending to lend amongst themselves. Yeah. Now, this is this is this is a big deal here. Uh-huh. You know, we when you look at the World Bank ease of doing business, you know, Kenya ranks very well in terms of credit access. But qua ground things to be things <laughs> seem to be very different because I mean the, the banks are actually looking to lend more to the government than to the common manainchi yeah. and the private sector. That is yeah. what do you guys make about this? Well, um I'm I'm a bit scared. A bit scared because um, if the government is edging out its own private sector, yeah, the private sector in the camp in the country it 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 it, it runs, yeah, it's a bit scary because what the mandate of the government is to spur economic growth, mm-hmm. that is to ensure wealth, welfare of the people, right? Yeah, and the only way, okay, one of the the most significant way you can do this is by um, funding or ensuring that your private sector is is set to go. Yeah, yeah, and so you've said um. Credit is very key. Yeah, access to credit. credit. Is, access is very credit. Access to credit is very is very key yeah. to to growth of this pr- of the private sector. And so, if if the government is creating so much demand for capital and competing with the private sector in the very country it isn't, yeah, it's scary because how do you expect them to uh, to get money? Where do you expect them to get money? The private sector. Yeah, understand. So if if what does that what does this leave? Twenty eight percent is very small. Yeah. So I think the government really needs to narrow to to reduce its appetite for debt and release more capital. I mean, why why is why is it taking all this money 40 40 43%. Take, yeah. Why is it taking all it, all of it? It's for inst- infrastructural um, development and we have to talk about politics here a bit <laughs> because um, Yeah, politics matters, you know. Yeah, you can't separate politics from what economics. Yeah. A political political economy, mm. yeah. So 
the projects let's talk about Kenya the projects <laughs> being done or being the infra- infrastructural pro- projects underway at the moment yeah the legacy projects they're not projects for economic viability um, what what has me what what has informed that opinion um new i watch news <laughs> yeah because i hear what pe- these people because say. feasibility studies are, are are done for most of these projects how sure how 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 confident are you about the objectivity of these feasibility studies I you think, can never be too I sure i think dan has the answer to that <laughs> uh, my experience with feasibility studies because feasibility studies are done by consultants uh-huh. so that is their job so a consultant will not kill a project uh-huh. uh, because they want someone else to hire them to say that their project is also viable yeah, and then post project you have yeah, to conduct yeah so um what with feasible they're all good on paper but kwa ground kwa ground kwanga msema kweli um you know i mean the government domestic debt is uh, as a, this is as of mid june this year is at 3.8 trillion you know and you find that 54% of this is actually coming from the banks yeah so the banks are actually you know lending a lot to government because the government needs the money So for me the only viable way in which the banks can actually start lending to the private sector mm-hmm. easily and 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 more yeah. is because is when the government as you've just said reduces the appetite because yeah. the government is assure they'll repay back you know you don't have those risks about non-profit loans you know sometimes you lend to a private sector and they can't pay back and the likes they have challenges but when you invest to a in a treasury bill or bond you're guaranteed that your money will come back and you know Kigan, yeah let me interrupt you before you continue okay um when you talk about um you can never be again i said this last time i'll say it again you can't be 100% yeah you can never be there's no guarantee unless you're talking about spirituality and now you're talking about your supreme <laughs> being there's no source of guarantee for anything okay not even the performance of a of a, of a, of, a, of a treasury bill or bond because um When, before you invest your money uh-huh. and advise any investor before you give the government your money in the form of a treasury bill or bond yeah look at the credit la- rating so you go and look at that and the fitch ratings are fitch rated um the Kenyan government yeah and credit credit wise or the score yeah. yeah the score it was um a b positive but with a negative outlook That's that's a B plus in Kenya's grading <laughs> system you're good. No, you, you don't say it's good because you're in a system where there's mediocrity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where you, you you don't brag about being a squint among the blind. You understand? Yeah. So being that being that the rates in Kenya are mediocre and then people we have so many people who don't who don't um, honor their obligations to pay debt and so generally the credit ratings are low let's say in Africa or where. so a b plus doesn't neg- necessarily mean that it's 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 good enough dan is it a guarantee a treasury bill or bond that's why you know the the banks they prefer lending to the government than to the public yeah it's 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 not a guarantee but it's relatively it's almost guaranteed <laughs> yeah um and i think just to jump into the fitch ratings and all that i think that matters when you're taking a foreign denominated currency mm-hmm. uh because for a local denominated currency if worst comes to the worst the government will just print yeah and give you your shillings whoa, back whoa, yeah. <laughs> so that like so for a kenya denominated currency 
T-bill, bond yeah. yeah, it's not a big deal okay. because it, if it if the worst goes to the worst, they'll just print the currency, uh, give you your money back, you move on. But now they can't print the dollar. Yeah. So for the euro bond, <laughs> that's when you have yeah. to look at the the Fitch uh, rating, you have to look at the S&P, uh, Moody's, all uh, that. Yeah. yeah, because now they kind of put a price or, and what kind of premium that they would charge okay. but even with that you find that the recently floated uh, euro bond yeah. uh, was still oversubscribed um, mm. though it is at 6% per- 6% i think on the dollar so people are still confident people are still confident um, but it doesn't matter argentina the other day was it last year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they defaulted uh but this is a whole other story where we'll go <laughs> on on the premium charged on apparently african countries compared to latin americans but because argentina has defaulted three four times in wow. their past yeah. Yeah. but yet they still come back and they still get graded better yeah. than kenya yoganas yeah because zambia like. defaulted and, and things are not ah, yeah. rosy for them yeah uh, dan i want to ask you something um we've seen conversations with banks and cbk about um risk-based lending uh, pricing yeah lending yeah. and pricing where you know they determine how they'll price your yeah. your loan in yeah. terms of your the, the risk, risk profile yeah the yeah. risk profile now Dan, do you think that once because they they're still in talks um we've had the banks the, the head of the bank saying that they're actually on on the on the final leg of the talks with cbk yeah. do you think that when once we start once it's adopted the risk based pricing do you think that we are going to see the banks lending more to the private sector um ideally but at this point i think it's a it's a game of um i don't want to say cat and mouse between <laughs> the banks and the cbk governor yeah because joroge is coming down hard on banks mm. because he mm. says they do, he does not want them to unnecessarily increase um the rates the uh, the rates yeah, yeah. um so they have to just they have to really convince him yeah. that whatever um whatever metric that they've used to price uh, assuming they price you at um 15% yeah. and then their price uh, kicking at 20% like yeah. why why is there such a differential nah, um, so yeah i think it might take a while but ideally that's how it's supposed to be okay. um with with uh, over time so that your your risk is actually is uh, accurately uh, represented in in their pricing mm. well, okay that's interesting and just talking about um the central bank we saw that um the infrastructure uh, the an infrastructure bond um is actually was issued um yeah. that it will be it will actually be running from 20th August to 7th September that's the deadline for you know um registering and and taking the product um but the deadline for the payment actually is on 13th of September so it's actually the the government is looking for 75 billion Kenyan shillings yeah. um for infrastructure <laughs> projects that haven't actually been <laughs> been laid out specifically it's which and which according to the best of my knowledge i don't know you guys will tell us if if you've had in any quarters what the 75 billion will be for um but if if you look at the at the financial year 2021 22 you find that treasury allocated 18 182.5 billion to transport you know that is in the in the in the current budget sorry for that do you think that i think these they're looking for this money through they're looking for these 182 billion through these um infrastructure bonds but they'll 
so the, it will be running for 21 years up to 2042 mm-hmm. but there'll be of course a 50% redemption in 2031 and we've also seen you know uh, those an infrastructure bond in April there was all that was for the quite a number years. yeah there was yeah. another one in January yeah. so what what my my biggest question here is why is it that it's not detailed that this infrastructure bond is going to do to this, this and project. this and this because in as much as you know as as Dan actually said it's relatively guaranteed that the money is going to come back for the interest of the country we yeah. should know this because according to the PFM the public finance um management act, management act it's they're supposed to do that yeah well um really i tend to believe that um i, I consider myself a realist yeah and i with that i tend to believe that um our 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 capital markets are not as mature as let's say the countries which you have in mind where you've seen those things happening that when a country, i have so sudan in mind when the government <laughs> is issuing um a bond yeah it's for a very particular um um project mm-hmm. we are building stadium a and we are issuing a corporate uh, not corporate but an infrastructural bond yeah to finance this project i don't think ours is as mature Okay yeah <laughs> yeah and then also once yeah. that way, should they do that it would it would raise a lot of questions people would have questions people would start asking why why this project and how viable is it and all that and if you, you really don't have the answers to defend that if it's a legacy project <laughs> and, and for, you've not done any economic viability for, studies for, for that for some of our listeners who may not know that um an infrastructure bond actually in Kenya at the moment doesn't attract any tax so it's 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 a very good deal um dan we saw that um the april infrastructure bond was actually oversubscribed do you think this is going to be oversubscribed yeah it will be um foreign players coming in yeah of course um yes but um they will come in of uh, definitely but then again for such a long period of time they have to do their math on their forex mm. uh, forex trading because it means you're betting that the shilling will be stable for 21 uh, 21 years uh, you don't know how much it's going to depreciate yeah. because if it depreciates 20% and you're earning 12% <laughs> you can imagine you can imagine how much value is uh, eroded there so yeah they'll come in but i believe the pension funds they're liquid they'll they'll put their money there yeah uh, and um, all this i i think um do you think that we are going to see more institutional um actually buyers than retail yeah that has always been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah. the minimum is 50000 or is it 100000 i think i think 50 there. is low ah, but yeah. also it will be it will be trading of course um the secondary market at the um, at the, NSE. the NSE. so if you miss out on this one you can you can always you know check that out um in the spirit of infrastructure bonds we saw something new a pioneer I'm actually very yeah. excited about this yeah. the um, like county government yeah. is actually issuing an infrastructure bond of 1.16 billion that is actually um will be uh repaid and it it will be covered in 7 years at um, they've actually have a defined um, interest rate of 12% per annum uh-huh. and uh, it is it also attracts no no tax just as as the one issued by by the CBK we also see that you know um they've said that the the purpose of this is actually for to build smart towns and irrigations and I'm very happy very happy because they've actually listed every word 
mm. what what they're going the particular project in every word yeah. that this IFB is going to cover yeah. and it's actually guaranteed by the national government mm-hmm. so w- what do you guys make about this are we going to see other people copy this is this a good phenomenon can i go first yeah. oh. um definitely definitely i mean um there are four counties actually yeah. You already have Makueni County in that list we have Bungoma we have Kisumu County. Yeah. So should this work for um like Kipia definitely the others have to have to follow. Have to follow suit. Suit, yeah. And then another thing is you see the level of um how do I put it? Um they've they've, give, they've given every detail an investor would need. Yeah. They've clarified everything. Okay. Really what, what also for the sake of the public yeah, yeah. The projects. You understand? So um that's such things they they increase investor confidence and uh, confidence and gaining capital is very key is very dependent on investor confidence on whichever methods you're trying to raise capital yeah yeah so yeah i think they will definitely follow the the, the, the other counties definitely follow and yeah. then again if you see if you look at the level of seriousness they've attached to this they're even they've given out everything they've they've even gotten credit um they've gotten a credit score they've really gone all out i'd be interested to know their credit score <laughs> and perhaps to know baringo's county credit score <laughs> <laughs> is that your county yes i come from oh, both my, of our my counties county, my county is, is is pathetic okay that, that's 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 a very harsh word you <laughs> know for a whole county no, that's home <laughs> bay and my people know what i'm talking about but anyway um you look at the other counties you ask yourself would they be able to meet these standards because if if they were able to get a credit score that managed them to get um guarantorship from the treasury yeah not everyone can do that yeah but because but, money gets but actually lost. that's that's you know, a requirement that's you know, a requirement ha- there are actually two requirements that you get that you you are guaranteed by the national government which yeah. for this instance is the treasury mm-hmm. and also that the county assembly approves that mm. yeah 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 uh, just just something that I've, i that actually didn't sit very well with me and just before i go into that i think nairobi county will be one of the people who will take this up because you know there it's a county that you know metropolitan yeah, yeah. very yeah. metropolitan and produces like gives a lot it contributes a lot uh-huh. you know to the national bank yeah, 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 because but it has no governor <laughs> but, and you know there's the, yeah so i think that's that's very important because we NMS is also in the picture so you don't know you know even now where to go in terms of who you want as as the head of who is actually controlling things in Nairobi county. Dan there's something I want to ask you. They said that the government that as as a mitigant for defaulting mm-hmm. what the county governments will do is that they'll be required to make periodic deposits, you know, something called a sink, sinking fund account. Yeah. <laughs> Are we moving in circles? Um no a sinking fund is um common with 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 bonds uh, yeah. so even if you look at corporate bonds they really require to have a sinking fund where they're going to be having the funds to pay out um the coupons when they fall due yeah. Yeah. so i think that is standard standard practice yeah, it will be paid actually every six months yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah that's standard practice um for me i think the main thing is it's all good to have um to have all these projects listed out mm-hmm. my main concern is whether it's actually going to be implemented or whether we're going to have another eurobond 
now but devolved <laughs> devolved to the county because we are we are going to into an election period yeah. um i don't know whether the lekipe governor is a first time governor or a second time governor and it is actually a second time governor second time governor yeah. okay so the skeptic in me might say your retirement plan it's it's, <laughs> it's it's coming through um if it was a first time governor they would be like okay we have money now for re-election campaigns and all that yeah. but all in all i think it's a good good plan i'm not so sure about the 12% i feel like it's high no i feel like it's low <laughs> Wow. <laughs> for a county because because for a county you know yeah, if you've dealt if you've dealt with counties every single year they cry uh, money has delayed from yeah. from government yeah. but it actually delays you know yeah so for me as an investor why should i risk yeah having my coupon mm. payments delayed wow. yeah, because that that's a, that's a real risk uh, with county governments Yeah. So I have to price that in um when when putting in a bid. But actually I've I've, I've actually seen that um the, the the sinking fund actually the money that will be going into the sinking fund the money will be coming from on source um on source funds yeah. where you know the county government charge yeah taxes and levies yeah. on, on various things at the at the, at the county. Yeah. So I think that is sort of like a I'm boosting your confidence as an investor <laughs> <laughs> well um maybe to boost your confidence as Even an investor <laughs> uh, i realized that like keep your deputy governor is called john moniki he was once the head of the the um, bond market yeah association yeah mm. so just believe the guy knows what he's doing <laughs> this, if, if if ever you've never learned yeah. with, with the jubilee government uh-huh. we went with the new constitution we said we want technocrats Uh-huh. Uh, to come and sit as our cabinet secretaries yeah. and our principal guys secretaries, guys who back. who know their stuff. Yeah. Hey, these guys also know how to siphon off their stuff as well. They <laughs> they, 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 they 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 are more sophisticated. Uh, so, in as much as it's supposed to give me confidence, yeah. it also tells me these guys knows where the loopholes are. You know, it's very again scary because it's very scary that there's always a, a hidden hand in Kenyan. Um, development projects and anything to do with finance there's always okay more often than not there's a hidden hand that is there not to it's very unscrupulous because even here the, it might all make sense on paper but if someone is out to make this to to make themselves rich off this projects they will do so crazy yeah so as an investor looking at the papers is not enough Yeah. yeah because i mean look at look at the treasury if the treasury hasn't published a debt register updated debt register i mean this is information that kenyans deserve to know they yeah. deserve to know they owe who how much yeah. mm-hmm. how much are they paying every month or every year uh-huh. or every quarter yeah. that information is not there and, and if it's there it's not updated it's 2015 and the likes something else you have to look at let's say even for like kipia as a county that is issuing this bond for the first time yeah um is how clean are their books do you know it is now that they're cleaning their books so as to get an an unqualified opinion from the auditor general all along they've been getting qualified opinions and that is you can say the same for the rest of the counties most of the counties at least so our public sector sh- really is 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 very risky to deal with and you you've just you've just i mean you've triggered something in me and uh, we also saw kq release <laughs> their results um this week yeah. we saw uh, their income it went down by 9.47%. Uh we also saw that their profits again my heart is bleeding. 
the losses actually went down by 19%, but the 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 net loss was at 11.5 billion. Yeah. That's an that's that's an ouch, you know, and you know this is not this is not, you know, when we talk about such state um parastatals and the likes where the government has a stake, yeah. it's never government money because there's no government money this is only money. kenyan money yeah. like money belongs to kenyans yeah. you and me yeah. and you know this is where some of us um who actually remit nil returns actually raise our voices even higher <laughs> <laughs> but again we, we've seen we've seen bailout after bailout yeah. and just in 2020 they made a loss of 36.2 billion and i think they are they are, they are on track they are heading there because <laughs> they've done a loss of 11.5 billion uh, at the moment i don't want to say i'm a pessimist i think i'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a cautious optimist but again i mean we've seen bailout after bailout in february 2021 They actually, actually asking for another they got, they, yeah they're asking for another one they wow. got 10 billion in february 2021 yeah. you know 8 billion came from treasury and uh, 2 billion came from the ministry of transport and less than a year it was less than a year at that time yeah. when they had been given another 5 billion bailout as a loan from treasury so i mean it hurts me yeah. it hurts me a lot to say this but i think we should wrap this thing up liquidated we saw namibia airlines liquidate at the beginning of the year yeah let's just do away with this thing it's too much this is not this is not kenya power where if we do away with it life will stop or kenya pipeline actually kenyans are not kenyans are not kenyans don't even have confidence in kq kenyans are not even flying kq themselves that is that is because of the problems true. of quality and customer yeah. service because yeah. tell you what Easter and done yeah. A product when it comes to a product is very different from a service. Mm. What happens in a product is the product might not be of the highest quality but it can still get the job done. Yeah. I still use it. Yeah. But when it comes to a service there's no compromise. You yeah. know when when my when you booked my 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 baggage to another country, you know my baggage has delayed, it has been misplaced, it yeah. has been lost. Yeah. You know the services are really disappointing. Yeah. And at the same time the prices are higher. Actually the air tickets are higher for KQ in some destinations. Yeah, that's compared. actually what I'm doing like a random oh. search right now. Yeah. Just to compare price Emirates, because because Hunter yeah because they're saying the biggest routes are West in Africa. Africa. In yeah. Africa it's to uh, yeah, to 60% West Africa. Yeah, 60% of the traffic is of KQ is actually in Africa. Yeah. So they are saying Africa then London as well, yeah. uh China, uh, Guangzhou yeah. and the like so India. just Yeah, yeah so just to compare i've just done a search to let's say in london mm-hmm. assuming you're to travel in september yeah. and still because the cheapest option i'm getting is etihad um actually etihad then ethiopian airlines yeah then kq that's when it's like not the first it's not the cheapest option mm-hmm. for any traveler yeah and, uh, and, and it, this is this is the hub like this is a home for kq so it's actually supposed to be cheaper because these guys are still it's a direct flight from nairobi to London. Yeah. But then Ethiopia they can take you to to Bole in Ethiopia in, in Addis Ababa then take you there same as um, as Etihad. You know the point when you are you are comparing a good and a service. Yeah. I I feel like I have something to add on to that. I'm um, a good as long as you'll use it once you've you're done using it you'll forget about it. Mm-hmm. But a service there's an emotional attachment to a service. Yeah. You always remember the kind of service you got from someone. Somewhere. True. So um When you have our own public figures someone like Elsa Majimbo recently had bashed KQ on on, on Twitter 
Yeah. That is something that would dent your image. And when when Michael Joseph comes to comes to tell investors that they project that by it would for them to the rebound to pre-covid um, performances mm-hmm. would take mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> to they expect the envision in 2024. Mm-hmm. But aviation industry experts they say that the image done to KQ the brand not yeah. not even the financials the brand the is on the floor the brand it's so dented that 2024 is too soon to expect a rebound from to what it was in 2019 let me just tell you something is 2019 to still making losses yeah actually in 2019 <laughs> it made losses 12.98 billion losses loss. you could mention in front of people and not preach about it <laughs> first it, right first now, you know the last time kq made profit yeah. was in 2012 from 2013 Onward, it's been a streak of losses. Uh-huh. I can't excuse. I'll still say this: that in 2020 they uh-huh. still made a loss. If you take out COVID, I'm I'm sure yeah. they still made. A, in 2021, ex- in 2022, in 2023, they still make a loss. Their loss is perpetual. Why should and they're coming out for bailouts? Yeah. Why should the Kenyans? Why should Kenyans, you know, bear this grant? Uh-huh. They shouldn't because look at this: the government is not even utilizing KQ. Mm. On the 2nd of March we had our first batch of covid vaccines come into Kenya. This was this was a big moment. Yeah. It was a big moment to advertise KQ, mm-hmm. you know, and the likes. The vaccines actually came in with Qatar Airways. Wow. So and and then just you mentioned about social media. The other day I saw um one of the celebrities a, a great business news anchor and she tweeted that she tweeted and tagged KQ, KQ uh-huh. and said that I'm having some problem you know trying to navigate the system yeah. and, and the likes. And someone there replied that hey so and so I still find KQ. You know <laughs> and this was this was this is just a manifestation of what is happening in KQ. So it hurts me to say this uh-huh. that let's liquidate it. Let's join Lesotho, Guinea, Burundi and now Namibia that don't have airlines. Do you know what Kigan? You cannot when you're making investment decisions, yeah. there is very little room for emotions. And so you cannot just keep a national a, a, a state pride of Africa enterprise just because it's your national career, you understand? If it's not making financial sense, it's either you scale down or you liquidate it. But I think mismanagement is at the heart of this and and I'm sure Dan will speak to this <laughs> because KQ had been doing really well making profits but then in uh, as I've just said earlier that the the last time they actually made profits was in 2012 in 2013 they started making a loss and it's been loss perpetually. Mm-hmm. Now actually if you track what happened is that there was something called Project Mawingu. Project yeah. Mawingu was launched in 2011. Yeah. And Project Mawingu was a uh, an expansion project the and plan it was the plan yeah. yeah and for me i share the, in the sentiments of of the governor of kisumu uh-huh. professor anyangnyong yeah. yeah. who was in the parliamentary committee that actually investigated issues to do with kq uh-huh. and they talked about gross mismanagement and corruption where you find that kq bought planes from from klm at prices that you know didn't make economic sense to kq and then ended up selling them back at discounted prices so that, that was that was like loss 101 you know mm. I, i mean crazy crazy stuff that was being done there done um, do you think we should liquidate this thing it's just do away with it it's too much a burden yeah um, like yeah basically if it's not making good money yeah. it should but then the, the the other thing is now the the, the flip side of this is if you do away with kq then yeah. you leave the market 
almost uh, at the masses of one dominant player. Uh, this in this case probably Ethiopian. Yeah. So and probably what this would mean is Ethiopians now could have the the, the power to also increase their their flight uh, prices and hike their fares, yeah. especially when they take over this new uh, mm, flight yeah. routes that Makes KQ has been dominating. So <laughs> it's 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 tricky. You the risk of liquidating everything is at the risk of the individual traveler, um, who would then may maybe have to pay for mm, more. Yeah. But then again the taxpayer is paying a lot more <laughs> so although make it make sense if it doesn't make any any company yeah. by now probably yeah. Yeah. um they would have been discussing liquidation and all this kind of things yeah. so definitely I, i i feel like if it's not working because i in as much as it's making losses i do not see a way forward oh, i do yeah. not see a path to profitability for kq Yeah, okay. that's what actually I've been saying. Kigan, when you Myself and many other Kenyans mm. have to be convinced on why KQ should not be liquidated. You, you know, when you mentioned mismanagement, I was like, really mismanagement? Because you look at you the board. You think it's a soft term. You look at the board. <laughs> yeah. KQ's board. It's it's very tal- it's a, it's a it's a board of very talented people. Even the the management, very talented people. That is. Man, I don't Talent doesn't it, equal yeah. to results as as that is <laughs> no, often more said. often than not it does yeah so i think i don't think but corruption uh-huh. yeah. i agree with you i uh, really think corruption is the only way you can explain <laughs> what is currently happening in kq and, and you know the, the the airline business is very very competitive very yeah you know very and, and it's actually very complicated because margins are really really thin uh-huh. you know for airlines yeah. and you can't have mismanagement you can't be fighting mismanagement and trying to be competitive at the mm, same time yeah. we've seen a new development that um there've been talks about merging kq the airline yeah. and kaa kenya airports authority mm-hmm. and they've been I've, i've analyzed it and for me it's it's a good move on one side and a bad move on the other and here's why mm-hmm. i think kq the they on one hand need that because it would help them cut down their cost and make them more competitive because of the landing fees you know and the parking fees that they pay because if they might they wouldn't have to pay that yeah. okay necessary it's an assumption though yeah so if that would really because those costs are costs are actually substantial you know the parking cost yeah, yeah. landing fees and, yeah. and all the other costs that are involved with an air, with an airport so that will help them cut their cost yeah. but then even if you cut your cost and you don't fix mismanagement there's still <laughs> there's still a, a big problem there but also i am very tempted to believe that they might want to leverage the portfolio the asset portfolio of KAA because it's tantalizing <laughs> it's sweet i mean KAA the Kenya Airports Authority is one yeah. of the biggest land owners in the country mm-hmm. okay yeah. so they might want to leverage that to get credit then again bottle it <laughs> wow but yeah. you see the profit and loss statement to do list will still tell us how they their how their performance is like yeah but when you see the leverage on that to get credit now it's a whole different and then the bigger question is who's their biggest creditor uh, well they look at the government still actually no, their biggest i think at this point should be ncba uh-huh. yeah yeah uh, so 
Yeah, join one plus one. Me, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I see you love your life. You love your life. When I said the government, <laughs> I... But actually looking at the sh- at the shareholding structure, ownership structure of KQ, yeah. you find that 48.9% belongs to the government. Yeah. 38.1% belongs to a consortium of banks, which NCBA is, is the leader on that front. And we have 7.8% of um, going to KLM. Now, actually, this I've, I've, I've got this from the chairman of the board. Mm-hmm of KQ yeah. that they are really looking into nationalization you know that's one of the very very viable options to revive KQ mm-hmm. what do you guys think for me i think we just take this thing to the bin i mean i know there'll be there'll be a lot of issues with with uh, you know liquidating it you know i think actually liquidation would be that this consortium of banks would actually love it because i mean that's that, that's the way they're going to get their money <laughs> like easily because mm. KQ is not going concern anymore. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think on paper it's it sounds like a good idea, but I think in the current economic situation with COVID mm-hmm. and all that, even I don't know whether you'll get a buyer uh, who would be looking <laughs> to acquire the entity in this time. <laughs> uh, so probably people with with standard chartered banks accounts can do that. <laughs> no, they have, have brains. They don't really have the money. Yeah, because brains. at this point, for airlines, everyone is still trying to 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 get back on board. Yeah. So I think they will have to wait until when they see. Uh, if if that's the case, if I'm an investor and I'm coming to buy KQ, then I'll like nitawafinya. <laughs> Proper. <laughs> like yeah, I have to pay the least possible yeah. amount that I can get. Yeah. Knowing this is a Kenyan entity uh, yeah. with government interest, uh-huh. like chances of even parliament approving that is going, it's going to be a long and hard and messy wow. transaction if ever it, it comes to that. That's the biggest challenge. And going back to the merger of KA and KQ, you, yeah. I, I do not agree because in as much as you're reducing KQ's fees and costs in terms of their landing fees and all that, yeah. this is revenue stream that you're cutting out of Uh, whereas some an, another airline could come in and keep paying the same fee yeah. so this is a toxic <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's a very toxic you're bringing toxicity to ka which is doing <laughs> so, relatively well so, so you're saying choma kisiagi kila mtu alale yeah liquidate this thing no ah alali jake wako sawa yeah hawa endelee ukiwa nyima chakula sasa um so they own kisiagi go hunting now yeah Ah, interesting, interesting. I mean, I, I think this conversation, like, it, we want to hear from our listeners. So um, at Twitter, you can tag us. Our DM is open at marketmap underscore KE. We're also on LinkedIn, Kenya's yeah. Market Map. Um, you can also go to our um, website, kenyasmarketmap.com. Um, there's a contact session there, section. Leave your comments and your questions. We'll, we'll be happy to, to reply. And we really want to know what you guys make of this. Yeah. Um we also saw a very interesting thing happen um CMA the Capital Markets Authority yeah. which Easter has a lot to say about CMA <laughs> they actually admitted um VUCA uh, by by Econ into the sandbox so for some of our listeners who may not know um a sandbox is a platform by CMA that's actually where if you have a new sort of like a a, a product of how you want to structure a certain um financial item you 
go and test it there for a period for a year and then from there now they can give you that there's something that they call um i've almost forgotten the name uh it's 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 like an approval it's a, it's it's an approval for now you can you can go ahead with this okay. um we actually saw that in 2020 yeah very actually just just to state for for some of our for some of our listeners who may not know that um this the sandbox was actually set up in march of 2019 and in july august of 2019 we saw the first um batch you know being accepted into the sandbox we saw pesesha we saw innova you know um mm. at a tech company mm. um being accepted into that and we saw that um last year mm-hmm. in august we f- we saw that pesesha which is a fintech company yeah. it was actually given the non objection yeah. yes that's, that's the time i was looking for yeah non objection they given the non objection now to continue um to now take the product to the market and you know um run it fully with the approval of cma so we 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 vuka as i have understood it i don't know what you guys have have thought about it i think oh. it's it's a it's a retail rates yeah. sort of you know the yeah. real estate um investment, investment trust yeah so i mean this 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 is very interesting um, i have a lot of questions you know because looking at it you find that there was a second tranche of green bond that econ actually issued, issued in yeah. July yeah. and it was oversubscribed 146%. So now why would you want to go and you know have create a, a retail rates while you know you have the NSC where you can do this. And it has shown that you know your bonds are oversubscribed. Actually when you when you issue the rates. What do you guys think? Or have I gotten this wrong? Let go first. You can go or should I go? Well, I think the bonds and the rates um they they're different because a bond is usually a short term play yeah. that you have to exit uh after uh, years over. Yeah, yeah, which is five years I think for for the for the econ bond. Yeah. Um and then the rate is a now a longer a longer term play. Yeah. So in that case it usually depends on your um investment objectives yeah. and all that so you have to mix and match so you go a portion allocated to your bond the other portion allocated to to equity yeah. uh to your rates whatever and also kind of if you look at it from the structural perspective it's 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 an interesting this is my the way i saw it they have a bond yeah and primarily the bond is what they used to build uh kwetu yeah. and all these projects that they are doing yeah. and then in order to exit the bond you come up with another product which is there so they have the d rate and the i rate so is it a refinancing model or? it's it's a, it's a fancy refinancing uh, model ah, okay. yeah okay. so you have your d rate then you have your rate d rate investors who essentially they're the ones who will pay out yeah. the the bond yeah. and then you have your i rate that now is going to be the long term yeah. vehicle that is receiving the 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 rents and then they give you a blended return of 30% if you mix if you mix your investment in in the d rate and and the investment yeah, and the i rate yeah so when you mix it because the essentially for the i rate your 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 annual yield is going to be somewhere maybe 8% 8% personally i feel like 6 is more realistic uh, i think yeah the real estate returns are not high so it's 5% 7% per annum in Kenya. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. yeah. So for this one student accommodation 
maybe they may be able to fetch a little bit more yeah, yeah. but yeah i think 6 to 9 uh nine being the higher side yeah. uh and but then the main exit for any developer yeah. is usually on the d rate that's where you get a higher premium okay. because yeah. it's like essentially they're selling it off to the to the i rate yeah, yeah. these are interesting times I think the in question, the capital markets the question you would have asked is whether yeah. it would have made sense to replace the the bond mm-hmm. the green bond with the d rate without the i rate yeah, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have made sense now i don't think it would have made sense. no but the d rate is also a short term yeah Uh, kind ah, of yeah because it's okay, the one that's okay. the, the building the acquisition of the land and the building mm-hmm. and the like yeah so okay. it although yeah you can have because essentially the d rate is a development rate yeah. so it's supposed to to lapse on technically it's supposed on to lapse when yeah or during construction yeah. once it's done yeah. it's supposed to have an exit route yeah. but they have yeah. an interesting the, the exit route now that you're mentioning is very interesting because they the you once the building has been completed yeah. there is 12 month months of occupancy mm-hmm. as as a leeway yeah. you know as people occupy it and the likes and the occupancy rate moves up before now you move they start repaying in, in, like that's part of that's part of the direct structure you don't just uh, exit once mm-hmm. once immediately you nail the input the yeah, yeah. last name mm-hmm. yeah so you don't okay. just exit there yeah. it uh, is an allowance of 12, 12 months of uh, to guarantee occupancy yeah it's called a ramp up period yeah. you ramp up your occupancy uh, until the the operations are more or less stabilized yeah. so that you can now exit uh, i think mm-hmm. i think what econ is doing is econ is a bit let me say let me call it an outlier because i i wouldn't want to compare it to the other real estate projects or developments you see in the market at the moment because mm-hmm. um This one is a bit different because yeah. you're having people or students yeah and the demand for that market is oh, it's crazy it is there. yeah it actually, is there in, in it is not something to doubt when they, when they came in there were you know in Nairobi there are actually more than 400,000 university and college students uh-huh. but the university and colleges on can only cater for 10% of yeah. on student campus accommodation no 90% is less to players like Acon yeah. and Acon is currently like the only student accommodation provider i think yeah. it's it's But by by a long shot it's the largest I'll, in the market yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's so, um there's another one that's been started near strath recently yeah um i should remember the name yeah there are a couple of players it yes, is there's this yes, near strath yeah anyway i know i'll get it soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you look at the returns the, the the model is in such a manner that the returns are more than what you'd get off a normal apartment you understand mm-hmm. because you have from a very a relatively smaller significantly smaller retail um no um space yeah space you get way much more than you would in a normal apartment so we would expect it to be i think 9% 10% is a good rate for acon for what acon is doing yeah yeah, yeah for but covid has also had an impact you know with the schools and universities being suspended but now you know um in most of the universities the um, in person learning has resumed so i think it's going to be a good time yeah yeah and i think they're going to they're going to be needing quite a lot of money because i, I think I, i just looked at their vision and they want by 2030 they're targeting to have 40,000 new um housing beds yeah. across the three brands that the demand is 200,000 uh, <laughs> but currently they have 2470 um operating beds so okay. you know in in the next um nine years to cover you know that's a deficit deficit of around 37,000 they're going to need a lot of money mm, to develop that yeah and i think i hope you VUCA see, works <laughs> the moment the fact that they they came up with VUCA 
uh, in covid times in these times yeah they definitely had for had um, factored in the effects of corona in that and so vuka is but corona is not to, is not yet over i hear now there is covid 22 Mm-hmm. <laughs> no they, they at least they knew those corona yeah, so yeah, that is yeah. going, that was going to that dent the demand yeah. yeah so i mean the demand is 200,000 by i don't know by when which year did you mention 2030 2030 30 yeah 2030 that to make how much 40,000 beds yeah 40,000 new housing beds and the demand as them as we speak is 200,000 beds i mean they can't satisfy that <laughs> yeah because you so know this even corona is not enough yeah. to dent that market or the th- demand for the, it, it's market. hard to satisfy that because you know land is also a, a finite uh, item, yeah. a finite resource you know <laughs> nairobi is, is only nairobi you know? <laughs> but infrastructure is, is 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 always developing always have roads being developed every, every now and then so five years down the line if you tell someone that you you study in a university in the cbd yeah. and you reside in athi river yeah. they wouldn't be like isn't that convenient because there would be enough infrastructure to do, no, you, to, you, to you want me that. to talk about the expressway i see i see where <laughs> i see where you're getting me <laughs> yeah so yeah. but um, I, i i i need to send um you know um love to people using mombasa road it's been it's been a tough time <laughs> it's yeah. been a tough time yeah. um just and Talking about CMA we also saw an interesting thing come out uh, this week mm-hmm. we saw that um CMA um, is setting a minimum of a million Kenya shillings as the minimum um alternative fund investment um Dan what do you think about this <laughs> I know you have a lot <laughs> No uh, I think it's basically what they think for you to invest you need a, a million Yes um, yeah a minimum of a million Kenya shillings to invest in the alternative fund investment Why <laughs> <laughs> so for, for some for some of our listeners who may not be very familiar with this you know uh, alternative um investment fund is actually uh these are financial assets that don't fall into the category of the conventional investment categories you know money markets and the likes so um also uh, an interesting thing that i found really interesting is that the, the actually CMA requires that fund um the f- fund managers now in this case yeah. that they'll have to maintain a minimum of 10 million shillings and it's limited to 20 investors at any time uh. yeah um but, but but this is not the end of it um actually CMA has invited you know comments um from stakeholders and and the public um this is by before or, or on 24th of September 2021 so you can send your comments at CMA uh, it's comments at cma.or.ke i'm sure Easter you'd be sending something there way <laughs> right away hey, by the um so about the CMA yeah. um, 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 i was very happy when they came about with sandbox mm-hmm. because i was like now at least they're giving room for innovation yeah because you're giving people um the the opportunity to test their products and see whether it works or not then now you give, give them the green light yeah. yeah but then when i when they come up with such measures again such limits mm-hmm. why do you it it's counter it's countering the the previous um development of coming up with something like a sandbox because now you're limiting people so you're saying yeah. if you don't have a million bob you cannot invest in an alternative investment right Yeah but why but okay from 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 my perspective honestly I mean why why should you go to the alternative investment fund I mean see so you go to these other conventional ones you know I, I mean said, over a million uh, is the people should go there for you with your 10000 you want to go to go to know, the money market 
You know, I, I, I said um, diversity is quite the strategy. Sure. It's always worked. I, as in, I mean, I've never, I don't see, diversity hardly fails. And so when you have a fund manager and you're limiting them to conventional um, investments, those conventional investments, th- the fact is that the, the returns there are, again, quite conventional. And not Free, as much freedom as Freedom of get, investment. You would not get... Um, the returns in, 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 in these... Where, the, where the, the CME is trying to limit people from putting money. Yeah. They're high. They're high risk, but they are... Yeah, yeah it's actually high risk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let them, let them say that they have an issue with the risk, mm-hmm. but not that you can't put more than this amount. Dan, let me ask you something. Uh, we've... You know, this fund actually the the alternative one is actually yeah. for people who are who have a high risk appetite, and yeah. from where I come from, from where I sit, is Kenyans generally have an appetite for high risk, and this has landed <laughs> the, has landed them in trouble. You know, um, trading and 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 doing work with people who are actually not regulated by CMA or yeah. products that are not regulated by CMA, yeah. and has landed them in trouble. Do you think that this might be one of the ways in which CMA is actually telling people, in a way, <laughs> without telling them directly, that you guys, we want you to avoid high-risk um, appetite things, uh, um, finance um, options, yeah, investments, yeah. by setting it by setting the minimum at a million. Um, first, I think Kenyans have a, an appetite for high returns. Not necessarily high risk. Um, They are usually not informed of the risk involved. So I think by doing this, CMA is actually being lazy because they're supposed to educate people on the risks. So instead of locking them out of possibly making an investment, educate people on the risk so that even if it's a little money, they're aware of their risk. And I would take the example of betting. Betting is a big deal Mm. in Kenya. And yeah, there are many arguments whether it should or should not be there. But Kenyans are aware of the risks. Wakiwekelea, they know they're aware of the risk and that is they are comfortable with it so in this case CMA what they should be doing is making sure that civic education on whatever it is whatever investment platform or whatever investment product is well done that should be their role <laughs> not not locking people out of making investments yeah. because kenyans are Kenya, when quails was happening everyone moved there yeah. um, and the guys are like okay well we are speculating <laughs> <laughs> but due diligence has been has been a problem for kenyan investors for the longest time because of what kalia said yeah. high return high, high a, a high appetite for high returns but they don't have they're not informed enough but but Kenyans um ha- are ready to actually ac- ac- accept these things you know once the information is presented to them because just just as he has said with betting mm-hmm. you know if you know yes the odds are 5 and these odds are 1 and you're still putting your money in the 5 and you you, you know you are aware it could go both ways yeah. mm-hmm. and actually CMA mentioned something and we actually mentioned this in in our in our um, in our last episode episode 1 okay. so for our listeners who haven't checked that out you can go and check it out it's um on our website it's also on spotify google podcast anchor you know soundcloud yeah so they said that it is actually illegal you know and also the the competition um market authority came out on this that it's actually illegal against the law to advertise a guaranteed product 
Yeah. When you, for example, if it's a money market yeah. fund yeah. that you know will we are offering 12% or Guaranteed. 13% or 10%, uh, you should you should actually indicate the in the terms and conditions which Kenyans don't read. <laughs> not it's not just about Kenyans, you know, that this thing there are factors which could come in and actually make us not to be able to give you what we are we, we are offering as of now. Yeah. Well, um, let me say um, it's it's marketing. It's a marketing stunt to to disc- to minimize the font of certain disclosures when you're putting out a poster. Yeah. Let's say, for example, you're advertising alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. Th- there's never a time they're going to write the name of the of the of the brand. Can I mention names here? Yeah. Just to make people understand. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's I, no I, way I, I, I in, a, in a billboard yeah. they're going to write Tasca in a smaller font in a bigger in a, in a in a smaller font than they are going to write alcohol consumption is prohibited you understand yeah, yeah. and to uh when they're advertising tobacco there's no way they're going to write the name of that particular brand of tobacco in a font smaller than they would the the hazardous uh, yeah. warning you understand so even when it comes to these these products the let's say money market <laughs> one now, they definitely the marketing stand there is to magnify the rate yeah and minimize the disclosure that you know this is there's a risk attached to this yeah yeah so i think there's a and that leads me to say that there's a very big market for um financial literacy um education sort of in kenya mm-hmm. so if th- we already have a player there i don't want to mention the name because you're not you don't have authority <laughs> from them but there's a player there doing a very good job and so um okay th- i think there's there's one thing when you've said that there's a market yeah okay um are Kenyans willing and ready and do they want do they are they you know um are they are they hungry for financial literacy i think they are because when you see when you talk about Kenyans Kenyans is me you yourself yeah so you'd be very keen if you see me investing in a product mm-hmm. and i've made very crazy returns of yeah. that investment uh-huh. you'll be like And then another a friend of mine has made has done the same thing but they've lost money. Mm-hmm. You'd go to Kalia and you'd be like tell me the difference why is it that he lost money why is it that he got so much money? <laughs> so you see where the demand is sprouting from. Yeah. I think there's a long way to go there. Um we've we've talked about a lot and uh, time is not on our side. Already. Um, it's been amazing to have done with us here today very uh, much man. <laughs> um so we've come to to the end of our podcast today but remember um the conversation continues at marketmap underscore ke um that is on twitter on linkedin we are at kenya's market map on our um, website it's kenya's market map com now we have two day, two business days left before the end of august and i want to get your highlights for the month done to go first <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me take it. Yeah. Um I would have to my highlight is the performance of the banking industry. Mm-hmm. And it's been like a like a, an approval or assurance sorry. Yeah. That the economy is rebounding. Mm-hmm. It's getting back to where it was. And so <laughs> but they're mostly lending to governments but anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Are you looking for a loan, bro? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um so it's it's a good it's a good sign mm-hmm. it's a good sign that things are getting back to normal yeah banks for them to increase their loan books it means people are borrowing more you yeah. can only borrow more when you see yourself paying being yeah. able to pay mm-hmm. this loan so it it shows that and when you you borrow money yeah. to expand 
you're going to create more employment opportunities so that's a good sign great and that has been my highlight for this month august <laughs> apart from cristiano ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh for me i think the the lakipia bond um is my highlight of the month i think it's a very good step forward if done correctly mm-hmm. um the risk is also a means of enriching other people um yeah. so it's good muranga had tried it some time back didn't quite work out but oh. for them they were tra- they were targeting the diaspora mm-hmm. tried had started having talks in 2014 uh i think they shelved it in 2016 okay. so it's good to see one that is actually coming to market and see investor reactions and then fine tune it hopefully for other counties to take advantage of i think there's a lot to be done probably in terms of um institutionalizing the process yeah. in terms of is there a limit on how much the government could guarantee yeah. um and that kind of things because then a county can just try to raise as much as it wants yeah. so but yeah that's my highlight of the month um i think for me it's been abi by absa um flabbergasted you know um i think it's it, it's going to to it's it's very efficient yeah. and i think that other banks are going to follow suit mm. um in in the coming quarter in the coming quarters of the year left mm. um it's it's still it's it's very good you know the fact that you can get your bank balance you know just on whatsapp and the likes it's really good and also i don't know if it's if i picked this up on august or if it was introduced earlier now you are able to create a whatsapp group for yourself just for yourself as a person and organize yourself your schedules and the likes there so <laughs> that has also been great um thank you so much our listeners um join yep. us every other week yep. as we give you an analysis of what happened during the week in matters business and finance and until next time remember that it's nothing personal it's just <laughs> business <laughs> <laughs> cheers guys cheers bro